It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir, meaning good evening in French. My accent is French, even though I am an American citizen, proud and happy for the last 11 years, 20 years here, uh, and four and a half months in the Midwest, confined with my only companion, my teddy bear, Mr. Lewis. Which, by the way, if you want to know what he looks like, just check it out on my social media, at Rendezvous Radio, uh, or go to my website, therendezvousshow.com. So that's my only company, of course, and then there is, thank God, the show every night. So that's wonderful. That say, if you have a question about your love life, your relationship, a doubt, uh, you're not so sure, you don't know how to say it, or maybe your partner is saying something, you're not sure what to do, you're not alone. I'm here. So call me, 855-905-8255. If you want to share a personal romantic story with me, call the rendezvous, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Susanna. Bonjour, Simon. So um, I understand you have a romantic story involving long distance that you want to share with me tonight. I'm, I'm intrigued and I'm all ears. What, what happened? Yes, thanks for having me. I, I just wanted to share because most people think, you know, long distance is going to kill the relationship. You know, you never get to see each other, blah, blah, blah. But um, when we've done it, it's actually been um, kind of a blessing. Now, when we do get to see each other, it's we're so excited. You know, we really go out of our way to compliment each other and not get in fights where before, you know, we were always stepping on each other's toes and getting on each other's nerves. You know, um, oh, ooh la la, you know, at night, everything is, is, you know, it's a lot better because we're so excited to see each other. You know, like That's the interesting. sexy time is great. <laughs> Would you say that now you got used to long-distance relationship, it would be difficult to go back to everyday relationship? Yes, this is true. I, um, I kind of like, you know, a little bit of, you know, privacy. You know, I don't like having to always be on top of each other and having, oh, okay, sorry, let me move while you go get your stuff out of the drawer. You know, it's, right. <laughs> I no, personally I need a little more space. So I guess it's not perfect for everyone, obviously, but... I, I just I know hear you, how much kinder we were to each other. <laughs> it, it, this, is, this is very interesting. Thank you so much for sharing. It's a great perspective, a positive perspective on long-distance relationships. I mean, I, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for sharing, and have a good night, Susanna. You too, Simon. Thank you so much. Talking of long-distance, Matthew just left me a voicemail with a very important question about long-distance relationships. So let's hear his voicemail first, then I'll answer. So it's funny, my last caller, Susanna, was talking about the, the plus of having a long-distance relationship because I just got a voicemail at 855-905-8255 from Matthew who asked me a key question about long-distance relationship. Take a listen. Yes, Simon, this is Matthew. And my question is, is it a good idea or a bad idea to have a long-distance relationship, especially during the COVID time? That's my question. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew, for your question. Is it a good or bad idea to have a long-distance relationship, especially during this difficult time? I'm going to answer next. Stay with me. Do you think it's a good or bad idea to have a long-distance relationship, especially during this quarantine and, and all this madness, right? Is that a good or bad idea? Matthew just left me a voicemail. 
and I'm going to answer. I think it's a great idea. I think it's the safest thing. I think we all need, I don't have one, but I think it would be great to have all a long-distance relationship. We can't really meet now new people. I wouldn't. But we can talk, we can Zoom, we can FaceTime, we can think about each other, we can send pictures, we can share experiences, we can do many things, many things. And I think it's a plus. So Matthew, to your question, is it a good or bad idea to have a long-distance relationship during this pandemic and all of this? I say 100% yes. Anything that can bring you joy of life up during this difficult time is a plus, and I'm all for it. Thank you for your question, Matthew, and your calls are next. If you have a question about your relationship, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Flora. Bonjour, Simon. So uh, how can I help you in, in, in your relationship? What's going on? Well, in my current situation, we've kind of fallen into a rut, and I think it's, it's because of quarantine. So before quarantine, we had just started dating. We would go out. And now we've kind of fallen into this rut where, you know, I come over, we watch a show, we have drinks, ooh la la, I sleep over, and then that's it. And I'm mm-hmm. just thinking of some suggestions of like, how could I get this relationship to get out of this rut? So my question for you is, why you have not yet told him that this routine is slowly killing the romance between both of you. Tell me, what's your hesitation to tell him that? I don't know. I guess I feel like I have suggested things like, hey, let's do this or let's do that. And then he's been like, oh, no. So I don't know. I guess I'm afraid that he's going to say no. And then I kind of have my answer. And then, you know, whereas I kind of like to like kind of go with the flow. (laughs) I see. Um, do you actually have dinner together or you come after dinner? I mean, who, who's doing the cooking? Is that both of you or does you just get food delivered? What's we, the deal? We usually don't do dinner. Sometimes I've brought stuff over, um, right. but yeah, we usually don't. I see. Would you like that? Would you like to have dinner instead of a movie? Would you like to? So that would give you a chance to talk. Would that help you? Yeah, I think that would be nice, but I always feel like... You know, maybe I think the issue is also I'm vegan and he doesn't want to cook or like, but we could order takeout or something. So I don't know why I haven't just asked. Yes, because you're afraid of his reaction because, you you know, he's told you no, no, no a couple of times. You're like, oh, my God, if, if I suggest something, they'll say no again and it's not good for the mood. But, but why I would like you to say it, it's because unspoken things that are not said in relationships rotten the relationship. Mm-hmm. So... We learn from each other when we talk to each other, but if we don't say it, no one can evolve positively. It's a standby. Mm-hmm. So I think you just um, say, you know what, let's just do you know, more dinners together. Let's go out and see you know, scenery. I, you know, it's, it's too much of the same routine. And if he goes, oh, I like it. I like it too, but not every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, Netflix and chill is mm-hmm. what non-committed people do and that's fine in the beginning but that doesn't build anything it's fun but it's not going to build anything mm-hmm. so my advice is really right. say what you have to say don't be afraid of his reaction and then go from there okay good cool thank you good luck to you be strong and have a wonderful night thanks simon have you ever not said something or have done something because of the fear of rejection let's talk about that it's very important next
If you look back in the different relationships you've had, do you remember a time when you would say something to your partner? Maybe he didn't do or dare to say something or, or do something because you were afraid of rejection, right? Afraid to be rejected, afraid to be pushed away, afraid to be dismissed, afraid to be ignored, afraid to be maybe yelled at, afraid to be facing drama. So you kept that emotion, that information, that fact for yourself for months, maybe years, and it created resentment and anger in you because instead of just saying it out loud, you keep that unspoken for yourself. I got to say, I've made that mistake probably more than you too many times. So let me share with you a story and what happened about not saying what I wanted to say back then. Next. Have you ever been in my shoes before where uh, you didn't say what you wanted to say by fear of rejection? So I've learned the hard way in my 20s and even until my mid-30s because I fell in love, because I was more insecure in every aspect of life, you know, your career, your social position, you know, you, yourself, you know, and you fall in love and, and you don't say what you want to say. And I remember, especially for lifestyle and, and, and different things like this, keeping for myself what I really felt. And at the end, I always then resented my partner. But it was my fault in a way. I should have said and speak up and speak out loud from the beginning. I didn't have the maturity. I didn't have the self-confidence. And the result is always the same. We failed. So don't be afraid to say what you want to say. It helps your relationship. It doesn't destroy it. It helps build it and make it stronger. I hope that helps you. You call the next. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Amara. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Amara. What is up? Well, um, <laughs> this is kind of um, strange. Uh, a, a friend that I've had a long time, a male friend, we were on the phone, and just before he hung up with me, he said, I love you, bye, and it made me feel very uncomfortable. I don't know how to tell him I don't love him, but I still want to be his friend. How the heck do I do that? Oh, it's very simple. Okay, here, here it goes. Saying how somebody I love you doesn't mean I'm in love with you. He didn't say I'm in love with you, did he? No, no, no. Okay. But he, so he let's not a little weird after he said it. Like I love you. Uh, okay, bye. It's okay. Listen, yeah. let him say I love you. Just you don't have to say it back. You don't have to say anything. Say bye. And he will stop little by little. Don't talk about it. It's too hard to say to somebody who hasn't made a move directly. Or, you know, if he says at the end of the phone call, I love you, you can say, okay, thanks, bye. And that's it. He'll understand. But if you address it directly, it will be mean and it would be not nice to him. Right? Okay. So all you got to do is say, thanks, bye. Have a good day. And you never say, I love you too. And with that, after a couple of times, you will understand. And he'll just say bye again. And you guys can stay friends without him feeling humiliated or upset that he had to confront the fact that you don't love him. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't want our friendship to change because we've been friends a long time. And uh, so you're saying I should just let it go and... Oh yeah, let it go. And, and if you want to say something like when you text him, you said, you know, uh, just mention the word my friend. When you friend zone somebody, it works very efficiently. Oh, you know, like next time you text him about something random. Thanks, my friend. It's good to have a friend like you. That's it. You'll understand. Okay. Friend zone. Okay. Good. Because I would hate to lose him as a friend because we've been friends for so long. But, oh, man. It just felt it's so good. uncomfortable. It, 
oh no it's okay listen i mean you know unless you start having feelings for him and you can change your mind but and if he says and if he says to you you know hey by the way you know i'm sorry but i said i love you just pretend you didn't pay attention he said that's okay you know we're friends and i love our friendship okay thank you simon you're so helpful thank you you're most welcome that's what i'm here for good luck to you amara and have a good night thank you i gotta change gears because i received a twitter dm question from maria who found that something about a boyfriend that I agree is disturbing. So uh, let's go to her Twitter DM question next. So I received a Twitter DM from Maria at Rendezvous Radio with a disturbing question. Listen to this. Maria goes, Bonjour Simon. I did a little research and I found out that my boyfriend has two different Instagram accounts. One that he follows me with, that one that he follows me on, and the other is private. And I don't understand why he would have two accounts and I'm afraid he's hiding something from me. Simon, is this a red flag and what should I do about it? Oh boy, if you find out your partner has two Instagram accounts, one official and one secret, is that a red flag and what should you do? I'm going to tell you that next. What should you do? If you just discovered that your partner has not one but two Instagrams account, one official that he follows you on, and then you found out the second one, a secret one that is private and you had no idea he had that, which is exactly Maria's question who sent me that Twitter DM at whatever radio. So here's my answer to is it a red flag, 100% r burning red flag, number one. What should you do? Print both accounts so he can deny it and ask him why the heck he has two accounts you've got to confront him he's going to have to answer and if you want to have peace of mind and he has nothing to hide the only way you can forgive him is that he opens the second private account to you so you can see the messaging without seeing the messaging of that private account i would consider a reason to break up with him so it's all or nothing either it clarifies everything and you see it all and you feel good, or if he says, no, I can't show it to you, or it's none of your business, man, oh man, that's the end of it all. Sorry for the bad news, but that's what I would do. He calls her next. If something is happening in your relationship and you have a question for me, just call the rendezvous, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Daniela. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, bonjour. What's going on? How can I help you with your boyfriend? So my boyfriend and I have been together for five years, and it's a great relationship. I love him so much, and, you know, I know he's the one. We've even talked about marriage a couple of times, and he's, you know, we both want to get married. But my question is, like, how do I motivate him to actually propose without, I don't want to be too pushy, but it's like time's kind of of the essence here. I'm not exactly a spring chicken, and I do want to have kids someday, and I'd like to be married first. So it's all timing. Okay. Uh, just how long total have you been with him? Five years. Okay. Um, can I ask you how old are you? I'm 36. Okay. So I see what you mean with the clock thing. Okay. And how old is he? He's 42. So what do you think is his resistance? Obviously, there is a resistance, a fear. What do you think that is? I think he just wants to be really prepped financially. Okay, so I can understand that, you know, it, it, there's no romance without finance for a reason. But here's what I, I advise you to do. Um, after a good meal, because remember, men are always in a better mood once they have eaten. 
They get grumpy <laughs> if they're hungry. So okay. after a good meal, yes, you say, listen, I want to tell you something very important for me, for us, and this cannot wait much longer now. It's been five years together. One year I talk about getting engaged, and I'll be honest with you, I'm 36, and if by December 31st you don't propose, I will consider that you're not really interested in marrying me. And yeah. this is what I wanted to tell you. I want to be honest with you. I want to give you my perspective and tell him, but if you don't want to, please have the honesty to face the truth. I can hear it. I can you know, accept it, but I want children and I want a family. So please be honest. If you don't want to marry me, just tell me right now. If you do, then act on it. And I want to be engaged before the end of the year. That's it. Okay, yeah, it's scary because I don't want to give him an ultimatum, but... Um, but if you don't but, give him the ultimatum, what's going to happen with this kind of fear and the economic crisis we're in? You might wait 2035 before you get, you get engaged. Yeah. Stand up for your value. Stand up for your desire. If you can't rely on him for that, then I'm telling you, Houston, we have a major problem. Mm-hmm. I agree. But it is what it is. He's got six months left. I'll let you know how it goes. Thank you so much. Good luck to you. Merci. Oof, I got a good question for you to finish the show. Do you think you get enough alone time in your relationship? Do you think you get enough alone time in your relationship? Yes, no, I am going to talk about that next. Let's finish the show with this question for you. Do you think you get enough alone time in your relationship? I say that because, obviously, there's been a very difficult four and a half months for us in America, for the whole world, but definitely for us here. Uh, for my friends who are married in relationships and partnerships, it's just very, very difficult. So I wanted to know what you thought. Do you think you get enough alone time in your relationship? And interestingly enough, I was very surprised by the answer and the votes. 61% of you voted yes. I do get enough alone time in my relationship. It's interesting because I never thought that number right now would be so high. And only 39% said, no, I don't get enough alone time in my relationship. So, hey, things look good. Better than what it sounds probably. But I'm glad for you because I hear a lot of the other side. So I'm glad you get enough time. It's a good sign. This is very positive news, actually. Thank you so much for voting. Thank you for listening to me. Et bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.